Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. What's going on, you guys? It's Johnny King with another episode of The Johnny King Show, and I'm psyched to have Ben Higgins here on the show. He and I live in Denver, Colorado, and uh, although you're probably rarely here from what I see on your Instagram, you're in Indiana, you're all over the place. I'm here a lot more now. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I think, yeah, I've been here a few weeks now, and this is this is the longest, I think 10 days was the longest I'd been consecutively in Denver in four years. And so now I'm like, I'm way past 10 days here, which has been super great. Yeah, you kind of, it's probably nice, isn't it? I mean, that's tough to be living out of your suitcase it a little bit. Slows down things. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been super healthy for me in all ways. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm here. I loved, I mean, I love to be here just you know, sometimes you just don't get the opportunity to be as, you know, in, in this place as much as you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those of you that, that may, uh, don't know, <laughs> who may not know Ben and his background, um, you were a participant on the bachelorette, right. Mm -hmm. Initially. Right. And then yeah. you were also the bachelor a couple of years later, if I remember correctly. A year later, a year later, a couple months later couple months later but you've also done have you done paradise no nope. winter games no you've done winter games things that's like it that. right that's it that's it it's exciting and then you just recently got engaged yeah man uh to a great girl just terrific human from nashville uh we got engaged in march so it was uh march 27th so okay. it's five months ago now which doesn't that's crazy that five months ago is when we were in quarantine. Like that was starting. Yeah. And uh, it's flown by. <laughs> That's wild. Awesome. Well, it seems to be that uh, during the, I guess, the heat of COVID, either relationships or they were either breaking up or they were getting stronger. So it sounds like uh, all that. Ours is getting together. stronger. Yeah. Yeah, we're so, doing our that's awesome and you guys uh decided to tie the knot that's really cool congratulations thank you i appreciate yeah. it it's been a it's been a great just a terrific uh, my counselor yesterday said hey it feels like you and jessica's relationship is very like peaceful mm. i was like hey if, if my counselor is telling me that and i feel that it's got to be true well that's the one thing i really wanted to to talk about since since i just kind of feel like i mean i i a lot of people watch your life via social media and from afar, but yeah. I'm always curious what things look like behind the scenes when the lights and the cameras are off. Like what's, what does that look like for you? And I feel like, um, you know, you talk about traveling a ton for four years, just being yeah. in the limelight, people all being in your business, like mental health. I can only empathize with, with if I were in your shoes, I'd be like, God damn it. Give me some space or, allow me to have my life or how how has that been for you like that uh i guess that challenge of the double-edged sword of the good things that come as a result of having been on the show versus the the challenges of maybe not privacy as it relates to your mental health yeah i mean i think um 
I wish I could just like I, I you're gonna touch on something. I was on a podcast two years ago. I was so pumped for it. My one of my role models is is a guy named Bob Goff. He's a an author and um, he had me on his podcast and he didn't tell me what the topic was and he gets me on the podcast. He goes time management. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Like I was so pumped, so excited to talk to him and uh, you know this is something I haven't figured out. Because it is, uh, and, and like, the, the, because the truth of it is there is so many benefits to it. Like, mm-hmm. um, if you look at it uh, holistically, like, you get, I've always dreamed of having a seat at the table, of having a place in this world that felt like it mattered, that I was involved in stories. I want to be involved in people's stories. I want to be involved in stories in this world. That's not going to happen unless people are asking things of you and, uh inviting you into things and so that's a great thing the, the problem then as you said is when you do that too often you stop uh the ability to be present in, in your moment because it's always a checklist of the next thing you could be doing mm-hmm. uh because there always is something you could be doing right and uh and i haven't quite figured it out because there are seasons where i am flourishing mentally um, I'm, I feel joy. I feel peace. I feel sadness. Yeah. I feel, and then there's other seasons where I am just numb. It's mm. done. Just can't feel a thing either direction. And I'm just a little anxious and stressed and just like panicky. Right. Um, so I haven't figured it out because there hasn't been like a consistency to it. You haven't figured out kind of what triggers one or the other. Or where, where the breaking point is, like where that triggers. Yeah, I think I probably have a good idea what triggers it, but how much of the triggering can you have and, t- and like deal with until you are triggered? Um, and I think that's kind of like uh, a massive weakness. I mean, I, I'm, I went back to counseling, geez, you said five months ago, Jesus, right after my engagement. So that's been four months of counseling. That's expensive. Um, but... So like, because of this, because I didn't know where my triggers existed. I didn't know why one day I would be like waking up energized, excited, joy filled. The next day I could wake up and feel like down and blah and out. I I don't know. And so I'm working on it. I don't know if I've, I don't know how far I've gotten yet. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's, uh, if you, if we could ever actually say that we've gotten there, I think it's just like, as much of it is physical fitness as it is mental fitness, like it never ends. You have to keep working on it to stay strong. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you guys will get married and who knows if family's in, you know, in the sites there, but like you start adding in some kids and then it's like, Oh man, life, I can, I just give so much credit to my friends and family who have kids, but then they run businesses and they, I'm like, Oh my God, like if I struggle by, by being a bachelor myself, what do you do when you have other mouths to feed and yeah. present for, you know, but I think that's one of the things that I, that I think I was married previously and I just didn't get when I was younger uh, in my late twenties was like how important that was to be present. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that meant really. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm listening to you, but I also know I got to get this stuff done and I've got this business trip that I've got coming up and I have to think about the, the bills and, it's like there's there's just always things I had to be kind of hustling about, and that really kept me out of that whole idea of planning and time management kept me from actually being present with, you know, the woman that I was 
<laughs> engaged with married to at the time. And that had a big impact obviously on our longevity. So I think that's, that's something a lot of guys can learn from. And that's why I was kind of curious with you. Cause I feel like you, you probably get pulled. I imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, so many different directions um, that I, I feel you. It's probably been really nice to actually slow things down, <laughs> get back to yeah. some sorts of routine. And how do you keep up with routine? For me, routine is so important in terms of eating, working out. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we work out at the same gym sometimes. But, uh, man, if I don't have that, like, I start to go crazy. So how do, you, how do you find that sense of, like, routine when you're all over the place traveling and yeah, put on you? You know, I think uh, it's interesting because just in, you know, what I, what I really love, uh, I worked a desk job for a bit yeah. and uh, it just wasn't for me. And so what I really started to want to do is uh, save up money to be able to have a, an investment or a time investment into multiple different things. Like that's exciting for me. It's fun to be a part of a bunch of different projects. And so like, you know, in Denver alone, you have two coffee shops and uh, two restaurants. Um, I have a, an, a, a, like a print-on-demand apparel company that does sweatshirts and T-shirts. And, um, and then we have Generous, the coffee company. And uh, so, I, you know, those are all things that I'm actively involved in and, and managing. And so my, I say that, that to say – the secret to getting a rhythm at all uh, is bringing in really amazing people who are a lot better than you are to help you with it. Amen. Um, and so for me, like I can, I can leave and go work out for an hour and a half in the middle of the day and not really have any doubt that things are going to be better when I'm gone than they were when I was there. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's one big thing. The other part is you just, you know, you have to plan time into it. Like in the course of my day, my, my coordinator makes sure that like there is time that is set aside to even just catch up. Like if I just want to go watch like, you know, 30 minutes of the golf tournament, like there's time set aside for me to do that. Cause if I miss that, I'm not, I'm going to be a robot. I'm still, I'm just moving and checking things off and not really being great at anything. Uh, there's a good technique. John Eldridge, who's a good old Colorado boy uh, writes about, in his latest book, and he talked about the one minute pause. The one minute pause is this idea that you can just take 60 seconds at any point in your day, as often as you need to, as soon as you start to feel anxious or distracted or unfocused. Yeah. And you just take 60 seconds of nothingness. Yeah. And, uh, and that's been something that uh, my buddies and I are holding ourselves accountable to. Yeah. Uh, we're doing. The other one is uh, another big, good piece of advice that was given to me throughout all of this is, uh, if I want to be in a rhythm or be in a routine or be present is to be where my feet are um, in every moment. Like it works every time. So when you start to, your mind starts to go off, if you're not in a time where you are supposed to be dreaming and envisioning and thinking, then you need to refocus and be where your feet are right now. I'm talking to you. I need to be in this moment. There's nothing else that's on my mind other than what you're saying and where we need to go with this. But those are just two things I've done to keep sane um, or at least try to keep sane. Mm, mm, absolutely. I, uh, I love John Eldridge and, and Wild at Heart is one of my favorite books. I think um, what I love about it is that it did kind of reawaken me to so much of what I felt like I kind of drifted from just 
through the drift of life and feeling like I was just kind of going through the motions of, like you said, doing that corporate job until life imploded on me as well. Um, and working the, the nine to five corporate day job wasn't for me either, you know, and mm-hmm. having been an entrepreneur now for the last decade, I feel like just living life from a place of where my heart is reawoken to the things that I'm passionate about and fulfilled about. And I do feel like a lot of the conversations that I have with men about their mental health is that they feel like they're just robots or they're, they're just kind of walking through life asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anything, then they just use Netflix, video games, gambling, porn, drinking, whatever the case might be to kind of numb away the pain. Right. Um, have you experienced any of that, whether it be over the last four years, you know, just over your, your lifetime where you've just really struggled and felt alone and have kind of wondered about having, uh, sorry about that. Um, wondered about how you just move forward with your life when you're feeling all alone in that sense. Oh my. Yeah. All the time. I mean, I think like, uh, my biggest insecurity or probably my most spoken to insecurity is that I do feel alone. Like I feel like the kid, um, the best picture looking through the window at the party that he wasn't invited into where all his friends are inside and and he, you know, you're the kid looking through the window being like, I wish I was there. So, um, yeah, like I say that and then it's like, well, you know, don't feel bad for yourself. But the, but the truth is that's often a battle that I fight when I, I feel that way, which affects then my relationships and it affects me personally. Um, at the same time, uh, it's in an odd way, kept me humble. Uh, it's allowed me to never think too, too highly of myself ever, which has its own issues. But like, you know, the fact that I, I consistently feel like the outsider looking in allows me then to relate with those who feel that way as well. And to also stay, um, stay focused on just like, my value as a human and that I don't believe I'm the greatest thing out there. And it's been really nice. Actually, it's kept, it kept this whole process a lot easier. This, this, since the last four years, it's kept any, you know, attention, not allowing my head to get too big or too small. I think it's pretty cool. My, my thought then goes to like you to be happy and fulfilled in, in the life that you live. You probably have gotten really good about defining your healthy boundaries compared to probably when you first got on the show and, and then all of a sudden you probably were just, imagine reacting or letting people just tell you where to go. How have you been intentional about setting those healthy boundaries? Well, one is, uh, accountability with friends and and family and loved ones. So they help me set those boundaries. They help me see my, my weaknesses. The next is to set boundaries that are in front of my breaking points. And so like, if I know that, Hey, uh, I'm an introvert, I know I like to be alone. I know that if I have uh, too much time talking to others, I'm going to break uh, just mentally. I won't, I won't be my best self. And so setting those, those up uh, in my own life. The, the next is making sure that for me, it's, it's really getting um, contemplative, meditative prayer time uh, without distraction. That's, a huge deal for me is just setting a boundary so I can make sure that I can refocus, regroup, reprocess the day or my spirit, the the emotion that I'm going through 
mm-hmm. at some point with um, with what I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's helpful. I did a webinar just last week on kind of the importance of that morning. Well, kind of bookending your day, morning uh, as well as evening. I feel like it's super important for me to establish my thought before I go to bed, um, not be reading the news, not watching Netflix, um, kind of giving some gratitudes and kind of communing with God. But do you, do you specifically set time out each and every single day? Is it part of your morning routine? Is it just something that you feel in terms of just meditating, communing, that sort of thing? Or is that something that's really built into your schedule? It's not a scheduled thing. It's a, it's a very, it's a very consistent thing. It's like my, or like it would be like my medicine in a sense. Like if I start to feel during the course of a day and there is not a day that goes by, that there isn't some type of like anxiousness or concern or worry that enters into my life. As soon as I feel that my response is to go into it. So that didn't happen right away. That's just kind of like been my, kind of trained into me mm-hmm. to say, okay, I need to reconnect with God in this moment. I need to reevaluate what, why it is I'm doing what I'm doing. What is the purpose of me sitting down talking to you right now? Like, why am I doing this with my time? And then once I do that, then it helps me see a bigger picture that I want to live for. Right. Um, you know, good examples like at generous, uh, the whole reason this company exists is that we donate hundred percent of our profits to, uh, organizations that are fighting the good fight on the ground. Well, when I'm reading or auditing our insurance coverage, I am no longer connecting with the mission and the vision of what Generous is doing and why I'm working there. Until then, I take a step back from the auditing of our insurance, our financials and say, I'm doing this because of our, because this is a vital part in our mission and vision. And this is a piece of helping us be successful so that we can do what we want to do. I don't do that unless I sit down and I pray and I meditate and I contemplate to refocus myself to know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I think that's, that's, yeah, that's so good. Um, so powerful. And one thing I want, you know, just before we start wrapping things up is um, again, you've seen and probably have a lot of buddies that have gone through similar experiences to what you have being on the show. Yeah. Um, I think that's the challenge that, you end up seeing some of them that I know you, you know, probably really well that are either depicted incorrectly on, on TV, spun a different way, or they just, you know, they, they don't handle the pressure. Everyone handles pressure of being in the limelight differently. I'm sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just as we see athletes rise to the occasion or they choke in moments and, um, it's too bad that we as a society kind of live and breathe off of that feed off of that. But have you noticed at least not so much of in your experience, but in in the experiences of some of your buddies, um, just how, how they have dealt with some of these, the pressures of being in the limelight and maybe not of having their reputation tarnished. I don't know if that's the right word, but just like, how have you gone about supporting them even as, as a buddy? Cause some, some guys might be listening to this and be like, yeah, I've got a buddy who's really struggling with alcoholism or porn addiction or gambling addiction. How do you end up supporting a buddy who's really going through the ringer? If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think how I would want to do it is I don't, I don't know a ton in life. Um, and I've been taught that or learned that often is that my assumptions or my preconceived notions or my, what I, what I think is, is true oftentimes isn't unless I'm, I'm curious. 
So typically, I think one of the hidden, there's two, really two things, I think, to being a great friend in the midst of um, traumatic circumstances would be, one would be to be empathetic. Uh, I think is, is just a, is probably one of the highest forms of emotional maturity. Mm. This is to be empathetic, to meet your friend or your partner where they're at. Meet yourself where they're at, you know? Um, to celebrate when celebration is necessary and to mourn when mourning is necessary. Mm-hmm. Then after empathy, to be curious, to ask the questions, the whys, the, the what's, the how comes, like ask questions to then build the picture of what's true. And often through those questions, I mean, I know when I'm hurting my deepest and a friend comes over and just truly doesn't want to give me advice because I don't really need advice. I know I've messed up, but they just want to ask questions to understand. There's a, there's a unique, like magical healing that takes place in that moment. And there's a respect given too, where I know he respects me or she respects me because they're asking me questions to learn, to grow an insight. And they're not assuming anything. They're not saying, Oh, I bet you did that because of X, Y, Z. No, because you don't know really why I did that. Uh, You know, so show empathy and be curious like insanely curious Uh, i think most people respect that especially if you're close enough friends to allow you to ask those questions yeah and i think i struggle with that at times too just in terms of thinking that you that i would know something when when in truth i don't know what someone friend or family has been going through you know Mm -hmm. Um, because no one really knows what you've gone through and what, uh, what i've gone through and that sort of thing so you're absolutely right empathy is a it's a really, really powerful tool yeah. or character trait to to nurture. And I think uh, the world would be a different place if more of us expressed more of that empathy on a daily basis. Yeah, so definitely. I'd love, love to hear more about, um, you know, just some of the things that I see you doing, whether it be generous coffee or all just the kind of humanitarian efforts. Mm-hmm. What are some of the cool things that you're doing that you're really excited about uh, in the world right now? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, we're at uh, the nonprofit that I'm on the board of. We're going to really do a huge campaign uh, in the fall to uh, adopt another community, which um, hmm. the adoption that. of a community doesn't mean that like we go down as the saviors to like we uh, know what it means is we go down to uh, these communities. We ask them what they need, what they want, what they dream of. And then um their answers help us work with them to help them get there. So if their job there, if, if their need is jobs for women, because there's 0% employment rate rate for women in these communities, then we'll go down and we'll help the women find jobs. Uh, if it's clean water, we'll build a tank, but then, you know, they have to pay whatever they can afford to have access to the water just to build up some sustainable empowerment and some sustainable change. That's always exciting because you get to see, um, a ton of really exciting progress. So that's coming up, which is a big deal that's at cool. generous. Um, you know, we've, we have two coffee shops in Denver. Our online sales right now are just really good. Um, I think COVID is really making people make coffee at home, which is great <laughs> for us. And like I said earlier, you know, generous is, you know, I'm, I don't make a dime off of it. Um, none of the owners do. Uh, we started it with the idea that we could build something, uh, that would be an engine for fundraising and doing good in the world. And so we just donate all of our profits to organizations that are fighting good fight on the ground, fighting for people, fighting injustice. 
um, which has been awesome. And I, I do, uh, that is my full-time job. I, you know, I, it is what I do when I wake up and until I go to bed at night, um, with breaks in between. Yeah. And, uh, the, you know, the podcast for iHeart still going really well. That's awesome. And the final one really that I'm excited about is my fan threads is a, a this print on demand apparel company that my buddy and I started. That's, that's gone great. Um, you can go on there and you can buy shirts from small nonprofits or small businesses and support them right now. Mm. Um, and they've launched their little apparel lines and they're trying to get their following to buy them so that they can get some revenue to keep open and stay alive and to fundraise. And that's been just a really fun project to, to be a part of and to navigate through. Um, What's the website for that? Myfanthreads.com. Cool. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun season. And, and like I said, COVID has been great because I've gotten a lot of time just to kind of like be. Yeah. And uh, for me personally, that's been really nice. Yeah, I bet. Has that has there been a challenge with with COVID uh, for you in any in any regard? Has it been? Yeah, we have two restaurants here in Denver. I'm sure you have Denver friends that listen. Ashkara up in the Highlands and Mister Oso, um, and uh, yeah, COVID was tough on them for a long time, but they're recovering. Um, the outdoor seating's helping, and people are getting back, you know, out to eating outside or takeout and delivery. The coffee shop in South Denver is just crushed due to COVID. I mean, just crushed. Golden is fine. It's going to be fine. But South Denver's tough right now. So if anybody's wanting coffee, please stop in and get some coffee down there. It'd mean a lot to us. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's been struggles. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it has I, I think every single, like, thing that I've, I'm involved in at some point here in the last – six months we've had to actively evaluate and to have like crisis management plans around and start creating levers to pull on how much we could lose before we close the door. Like that stuff sucks. Yeah. You know, you're fat and happy and having a great time. And then all of a sudden you're developing a plan to shut down like that. That's scary. Um, I don't know who knows where we're at with it, but we're working, you know, it's every day. We're just making things happen, try to make things happen to stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of, what are you doing in terms of just, because I feel like that's a lot, obviously you've got your relationship as well and your personal health, physical health. How are you just making sure that you keep on top of that? Well, as you mentioned, I, uh, you know, we go to the same gym often. So I, I try to block out an hour a day for some type of exercise. My body can't take, you know, F45 every day of my life. Um, but it can take a, f- a few, I'm st- I still got some energy in me. Still got um, <laughs> so, you know, it, like a walk or a bike ride or, um, even just a, like sitting out in my yard, getting some sun. Like I, I block out some time for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next is, like I said, like, uh, the, even the 60 second stops to pray, to refocus, to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. And here's my secret that nearly nobody knows. Take a two o'clock nap to two twenty every day. And it's great. That's awesome. Yeah. 2 to 220, 20 minute power nap in the middle of the day. Just lay down, close the eyes. And sometimes I fall asleep, sometimes I don't. Most times I do. Yeah. Wake up, you're a little groggy for about five minutes, but then you're feeling fine. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so exciting. Well, I'm, uh, I'm just grateful to have learned the, the tips and excited for you for 
what's coming with your engagement and thanks man uh, i really do truly mean that uh i really appreciate all the the good that you do here in the community as well as in the world and uh it's just nice to see um just from the little bit that i've i've watched the show i've watched a bunch of different seasons that you weren't on but you know blake and just a bunch of other guys i'm like just really good guys that are representing uh masculinity manhood in a positive way and not being douchebag i really appreciate how you i'm sure i have my moments but uh we all have right yeah yeah. right it's hard to to learn um if you're not looking or willing to make mistakes right so it's just gonna be tough when it's on a uh, a national or world stage you know to make those mistakes so my my heart goes out to you and all the other guys who are and women that are on those type of shows it's like i said a double-edged sword so um if they want to learn more about you or connect with you, is it Instagram? Where, where can they, what's the yeah, best Instagram is probably the best way. Uh, Higgins.ben or Ben Higgy on Twitter. I still like Twitter a lot. Uh, you know, you can follow, follow generous coffee uh, as well. That's always good. Um, and, uh, and that's really probably the easiest way to stay connected in my life and, um, can get involved. And if they want to, um, donate or get involved in any of the projects you're doing out of the country yeah you can go to humanity and hope united.org that's humanity and hope united.org uh come on a trip with us i'm going down hopefully in april of next year so you can come on on a trip with with uh, with us or you can uh you can go buy coffee at generouscoffee.com um that would be a huge help it's specialty grade so it's the highest graded coffee single words and traceable um and it gives back so why not and when you're talking about uh going down you're talking about to haiti or where where are you doing honduras honduras cool yep awesome yeah. amazing amazing the borders open up again this week so hopefully the next few months we'll be able to get back down there crazy yeah crazy you know, life we're all living in this 2020 so Thank you for taking some time, hanging out with me, sharing with uh, everyone. And and again, if you're listening and you want to get involved, um, you know, connect with Ben and and there's so many different opportunities, whether it be locally here in Denver or around the world that you can support in in so many different ways. So thank you, brother. I really appreciate you. Yeah. I hope to see you around, man. And, uh, and thank you. Awesome. See you, buddy. And I want to thank you so much for listening to the Johnny King show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at Johnny King, Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.